the squadron. They called him Bullets. But we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, a lot of people uh, agreeing with me. A couple of a couple of people thinking Donald Trump knew very well what his words would mean. Um, Donald Trump has been bombastic and aggressive and uh, and totally totally lawful in his speech the entire time I've known him. The entire time, this is uh, they're messing with our country, folks. They're messing with our constitution. They're messing with you and me. This whole thing that if you say something and some maniac does something. There are enough maniacs that we got to keep our eye on, by the way. Okay, there are plenty of maniacs out there. You know, I mean, what was that guy's name? Uh, who killed, uh, who tried to kill Ronald Reagan? Uh, John Hinckley. Remember that? And uh, you know why he did that? He was inspired. He watched some movie, Taxi Driver. The guy was totally nuts, actually. You know what inspired him to, uh, he was trying to impress Jodie Foster. You ever see Jodie Foster in that movie? And first of all, she's like 11, Secondly, the hottest girl in that movie was Sybil Shepherd by like a million miles. She was beautiful. And he's, in, he's he was impressed with Jodie Foster. I mean, we're not going to hold the filmmakers liable. We're not. And I'm not going to hold Bernie Sanders liable or any Democrat liable for the most part for this crazy stuff they say about Trump. It's a free country. You're allowed to say stuff. You know what we could do, right? And we'll do it. Maybe it's getting old. We already know it. But the hours and hours and hours and hours of Democrats calling for, well, number one, denying the election results and then saying, you got to rise up. You got to get in people's faces. You got to, what did Johnny Depp say? Not some, you know, we don't look to Johnny Depp, but he said uh, he, he mused publicly about assassinating a president. He said it out loud. All kinds of people. You got to rise up. You got to let them know. You got to take back the streets. You can say these things. I don't like them. I don't agree with them. Uh, and Donald Trump can say these things. He can say, uh, and actually it was far short, far, far, far short of the express calls for violence. The express calls for Maxine Waters. Look it up. Boy, oh boy, she was saying stuff on the eve of that verdict. On the eve, she was encouraging a mass hysteria episode. And also urging that Derek Chauvin be uh, convicted, even though she hadn't heard any of the evidence. And now we know that Derek Chauvin is totally and completely innocent. Hey, I told you about that Dahmer uh, thing I've been watching, Dahmer, the monster. Kind of threw me for a loop last night. Number one, thoroughly entertaining. Number two, a thorough and complete waste of time. I already know what happened. You know what happened, right? But uh, addicting. The people who write these shows, they know how to hook us and loop us in. I don't know how many episodes it was, eight, 12, seven. I don't know how many I sat through, but I watched the whole thing and uh, incredibly engaging. At times, it made me mad, like the filmmakers, right? They were they were they were going a bit woke here and there. And they try to say that it was racist, that uh, Jeffrey Dahmer was picking on or as his victims, black, black and brown, uh, because he thought that they would not be noticed. And that was racist, and the police were racist, and all these kind of things. I think one of the things they overlooked was that Jeffrey Dahmer was probably picking these people out of geographic convenience, geographical convenience. And, all right, there was that time he was living in his grandmother's house, 
which was like a middle-class neighborhood, yet he was still bringing home people of color. And uh, the filmmakers and others want you to think that it's racist. And actually, a lot of people said at the time that it was racist um, and revealed societal racism that people don't care enough about uh, victims who are people of color. And, but it, they exclude the possibility that maybe he had a thing for uh, black people or uh, Latino people. There are some people I know they have a very specific um, choice when it comes to their partners. Granted, these weren't partners. These were victims. But you know what I mean. I think, I mean, they could have addressed that. Maybe they could have dispelled it. Maybe he was racist. I don't know. But I don't think so because some of his victims, plenty of his victims were were white. And they were all people who, and a lot of these people just lived near the chocolate factory and his dumpy apartment. Now, I don't know if it was, but here's what kind of took me by surprise. In the very, um, I guess the second to last episode, they have a conversation about Christianity. And the priest is depicted as, guess what? A decent guy. A decent guy. You look at movies and TV shows, the priests, the clergy, especially anybody associated with Christianity, is always always a hypocrite, always a jerk, always insensitive, always holier than thou, always uh, you know de- devout but probably not so in their private life. This guy was very, very reasonable and offered an explanation of Christianity that was actually really interesting and kind of compelling and and the story of the cross, and yeah, he's talking to Jeffrey Dahmer, who's listening. Now, we don't know, we don't know, we can't know if uh, if Jeffrey Dahmer's, and he gets baptized, if that's legitimate, if that's, was he doing it for, I have a feeling it was for the right reasons, at least in the movie, at least in the movie. I don't know what happened to him in real life, but at least they gave Christianity a fair shake in this show. They didn't mock it. They didn't make fun of it. They didn't put it down. And there was an earlier time where they had that out-of-touch grandmother where I thought they were kind of going in that direction. In, in, and you never know how you're going to be uh, and when you're going to. Somebody could use that message. Now, to get to that moment where the priest is talking about Christianity and the salvation that is offered to all of us if we choose to accept it, accept Jesus, Um to get through that, you got to sit through all of this gore and horror and, you know, just the stuff. And I hope no children see this thing. I just don't want, you know, and a lot of people, you don't need to see this stuff, right? It's really, really, it's creepy, but it is fascinating. Oh, man, it's a good show as far as these shows go. I know, a little bit uh, all over the place. Hey, Joe Biden is not, well, he is incompetent, but the administration in general is more... I think, thoroughly corrupt. As Emerald Robinson puts it, the Biden regime is totally lawless. Mass censorship, vaccine mandates, you name it. Removing Trump from Colorado ballot, (laughs) she says, is no big deal. That's because the Biden regime is turning America over to the CCP. Then she says this. I like her a lot. Stop listening to anyone who tells you the Biden regime is stupid or incompetent or confused. The Biden regime is fully aligned with the Communist Party of China in its effort to destroy America on purpose. Chinese men of military age are now flooding through our border. Prepare accordingly. 
And then my friend Molly Hemingway, have any Democrats spoken against their party's authoritarianism? Absolutely terrifying Soviet-style campaign strategy they're employing of destroying democracy and trying to imprison their political opponents. Uh, that is happening. Molly, you are so good. Hey, in the meantime, uh, what's his name is already off the hook, already off the hook, uh, Eric Adams, for that horrible thing he said about what a great city New York is because uh, we have terrorist attacks here. He actually he actually said that it's uh, I don't see too much in the way of uh, of Republicans supporting Trump, except except for one of my favorite people out there. Vivek Ramaswamy. Cut seven. Go, please. They have just tried to bar President Trump from the Colorado ballot using an unconstitutional maneuver that is a bastardization of the 14th Amendment to our U.S. Constitution. This was a provision, Section 3, that was designed to bar Confederate members, people who switched to the Confederacy, from actually being able to serve. That's very different than what's at issue here, to say the least. This is a hollowed-out husk of what the country was built on. The basic principle that we, the people, select our leadership, not the unelected elite class in the back of palace halls. That's old-world Europe, not the United States. That's why I'm making a pledge today that... I will withdraw, I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary ballot unless and until Trump's name is restored. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley do the same thing, or else these Republicans are simply complicit in this unconstitutional attack on the way we conduct our constitutional republic. I refuse to be complicit in that. I think what they're doing is wrong. And I think it's up to Republicans to step up and stand up with a spine for our country's future. That's really what's at stake, whether we the people actually have a say in deciding who leads this country. Yes, it would be easier for other Republicans like me who are running in this race to say, hey, if Trump is sidelined, there's our opportunity. No doubt other candidates are probably privately celebrating with their corporate sponsors. That's not the right thing to do. I think the most useful thing that every GOP candidate can do right now is to join me in that pledge. I'll say that I will withdraw from that Colorado GOP primary ballot until Trump's name is restored. This belongs to the people, not to the unelected Democratic cabal of judges in Colorado or any other state. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley and Chris Christie do the same thing, or else they're complicit in what the security state is trying to do to shut down Trump. I stand by that and I expect them to do the right thing. All right, Vivek Ramaswamy, I love it, I love it, I love it. Has anybody uh, said the similar? No, 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 they're not signing in. Now, Chris Christie, do we want to hear from him? Eh, we'll get to him later. He doesn't like the decision, but he's uh, he's not going as far as Vivek. Um, man, that guy's going to be, uh, I hope he's going to be president someday. Yeah, I do. Barbara in Huntington, I need your take on this Colorado stuff. Well, Clarence Thomas said something very telling, and I agree with that. The job of a judge is to figure out what the law says, not what he wants it to say. There is a difference between the role of a judge and that of a policymaker, and I think that encompasses everything. The Colorado decision is disastrous, but it is interesting that there are seven Democratic justices there. Four of them voted for this. Three did not. I would have thought it would be unanimous. Yeah. No, this is so egregious that there have got to be some good Democrats out there who see, who see it and say it. 
Um, but there are so many Republicans who know better or should know better, like that crazy, creepy Judge Ludig, that broken down guy who's so mean and bitter, the retired judge that they're always citing as an expert. Hey, do you know Lawrence Try from Harvard, Barbara? I have read that name just recently, but I don't I don't He's remember a bad why. Bad left wing guy. And guess who his partner is? His partner in crime, literally, Judge Ludig. A guy who was going to be nominated by George W. Bush to be Supreme Court Justice, Chief Justice, but they revoked it on him. I think there was a vetting issue, uh, is now teamed up with Lawrence Tribe, one of the most liberal, one of the most destructive uh, legal minds in America. And they've teamed up together to stop Trump. It's amazing. It is. Go ahead. I've read about Lawrence Tribe in relation, I remember now, in relation to what was going on at the Harvard with the investigation into the anti-Semitism. He was quoted as being an example of why Harvard is so off in the wrong direction. So that's why I remember that name. But, hey, before I forget, I wanted to ask you, whenever you ask me for a quote, I send it to you. But I have a new cell phone that has erased a lot of my texts. Strings, so I'm not sure if you're getting them. Uh, try me, <laughs> okay. Try me. Okay. I, 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 I'm getting your text messages. Look, my text messages have become like email. You know, email. You're behind on your email. That's what my text messages are like. So, right. uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbara, Barbara has my phone number. Yes, it is, and everybody can have it. Okay, ready? It's three four seven. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So the uh, the thing from Colorado, a four to three decision, as Barbara reminded us, four to three. Uh, and I'm actually going through the three dissenters. And I am uh, one of them so far is just all about technical stuff, technical, 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 all about whether or not. He did engage or was engaged or had been engaged or is he an officer or an ex-officer or will be an officer of the court, all this stuff. Uh, so there's that. Uh, and then let me just try this one. Judge Sam or Justice Samor. The decision to bar former President Donald J. Trump, by all accounts, the leading Republican presidential candidate, from Colorado's presidential primary ballot flies in the face of the due process doctrine. By concluding that Section 3 of the 14th Amendment is self-executing, the majority approves the enforcement of that federal constitution provision by our state courts through the truncated procedural mechanism that resides in our state election code. Thus, based on its interpretation of Section 3, our court, I know this is wordy, I know this is a pain in the neck, but I actually understand this. Our court sanctions these makeshift proceedings employed by the district court below, which lacked basic discovery, the ability to subpoena documents and compel witnesses, workable time frames to adequately investigate and develop defenses, 
and the opportunity for a fair trial to adjudicate a federal constitutional claim, a complicated one at that, masquerading as a run-of-the-mill state election code claim. And because most other states don't have the election code provisions we do, they won't be able to enforce Section 3. That, in turn, will inevitably lead to the disqualification of President Trump from the presidential primary ballot in less than all 50 states, thereby risking chaos in our country. This can't possibly be the outcome the framers intended. Good for this guy. Good for this guy. Let me see here. Let me see if there's anybody else. Do I want to go on? Is it too legal? Is it too much? Is it too much? Is it too much? Is it bad radio? I zoned out. You kind of zoned out too? All right. Well, um, as uh, civic-minded people like me and my audience, uh, we will continue. And you gearheads can go play your video games. All right? I'm only kidding. I play piano when I get home. That's all I do. (laughs) You What do you do? I just go home and play piano. That's all I do out of here. Ooh. Classy. You play the piano? Yeah, I play piano, guitar, everything. You play not the, everything. You not play the trombone. You don't play the trombone. Uh, I've tried. I right. play it badly, but I, I have. All right. Well, listen. I know this is very wordy, and it is. And part of it is they want it to be so that you zone out and go back to your amusements, back to your passions, whether it's uh, whether it's the piano or a video game or pornography or football or Netflix or your phone or social media, right? Because reading this stuff is a pain in the neck. It is. Um, and this guy is also giving himself a way out here, all right? But I'm sorry. This is, this is important stuff. Now, I don't necessarily know what to do. One of our people here has actually called... Mimi, I understand you're uh, calling the Secretary of State of Colorado? Yes, I did. I just got voicemail. I have the number if anyone else wants to call. Yeah, what's the number? It's uh, 393. Hey, hey, before we put it out, we have to, we have to, we have to uh, obviously, we want our voices heard, and everybody should be uh, respectful and obviously not break the law, right? We love the law. Eh, Mimi, you know what? The lawyers get very iffy if we put out the number. Can we put the number out? Okay, give the number real quick. 393-894-2200. And I also want to tell you to watch Capital Punishment. I will. I'll watch Capital Punishment. And I'm going to try texting uh, the Secretary of State as well. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right. Hi, James Slippin. Welcome. Uh, a lot hey, of people up, can't handle the high-end uh, constitutional questions I'm confronting today. That's what I understand, yeah. Right. Will you leave, uh, what's his name, uh, to his uh, to his video game? Oh, I'm sorry, the piano. Yes. He's Diego a, is, a, is a skilled pianist. musician. He is. He's a pianist. Right. <laughs> what's going on news-wise that I need to know out there? Well, so this flooding in New Jersey is still a big problem. Um, the Passaic River crested sometime yesterday. The waters are kind of slowly receding after this big storm we had over the weekend. But water rescues still made today in Patterson, New Jersey. So that flooding, a big concern. Um, and then anything on that? One of these days, you're going to have to give me a map, and we can find out where these places are in New Jersey. Well, you know Patterson. I know uh, I, I know of it. You know I, where it is, right? It's kind of going up the Passaic River from Newark. 
Uh, I know where uh, Newark Airport is. Okay, that's and, in South and, North. And then everything else is the GPS just takes me there. And you got to, you know, oh, my God, the roads change all the time. When you come over that George Washington Bridge and you want to go to Route 9 or 10 or W, whatever mm-hmm. the hell it is. Right. You got to make a lot of decisions. And even if you have GPS, it's confusing as hell. Yeah, I've know. been to Patterson. I just don't know how to get there or where it is on a map. I've been to plenty of places. I have no idea. We don't have to look at maps anymore. No. It just true. tells us how to go and how to get there. Uh, all right, so lots of flooding. Hey, is this why that helicopter was flying over from Philadelphia and crashed? Did you hear about that? Um, well, that was a helicopter out of Action News in Philadelphia, which is like the sister station for Eyewitness News here in the city. And apparently that news helicopter was covering a story along the Jersey Shore, which could have been flooding. But, like, what's happening up in North Jersey is just the fact that the Passaic River is downstream from this big reservoir, and they had to let water out from the reservoir because of all the flooding and all the rain. So I don't know if that Jersey Shore story was weather-related or not, but that's where the news helicopter went down in South Jersey. And both guys on it? Uh... The pilot and the photog, the camera person. Well, at least it wasn't Kai Simonson. I know that guy, and uh, I was that was my first thought. It is a dangerous job. Those things go down more than you think. Remember when the one crashed into the East River? You probably don't know it. It happened in the 80s, and uh, it happened live on the air. And they crashed right into the water. And the reporter was like, hit the water, hit the water, which is a very natural thing to do. If you're losing, you know, if you're going to crash, you don't want to crash on the land. You wanted to crash in the water. She thought it would be safer, uh, softer, whatever. All right. What else is going on? Um, no, I was just thinking about some of the helicopter stuff. Those things make me nervous because I, I feel like they're not safe. Um, well, some of them are safe and some of them, I mean, it's uh, it it's is just re- if you crash, you're going right down, right? Like there's no coast. Well, actually, uh, if the helicopter loses power, right? If the engine fails, the air itself, as it goes down, will keep those rotors moving. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So it's called auto rotation. So it's not like, uh oh, we lost the engine, uh, and you just fall out of the sky. Okay. And the rotors just stop. They don't. They actually keep moving. They're oh, good. designed so, that way. See, I'm learning something. Yeah, you have options. And uh, so, uh, yeah, you should go. Have you ever been on a helicopter? I have not. You should do it someday. I guess. I'll have to get over my fears. Yeah. Actually, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Bob. Yeah, you may want to rethink. I don't know. Can you can you, you fly do. a helicopter? Because I know it's a different kind of piloting. Yeah, than... I've flown a helicopter or two. Um, I can fly a helicopter. Can you do it? Now, I'm trying to show whatever I do or don't Auto know about rotate. this. Uh, instrument flying versus oh, I, I'm, what? I'm, I'm, instrument, I'm an instrument rated. I got, I'm a commercial pilot. I got all the radios. Okay, okay. And I can fly. I don't need to look out the window. I can right. just look at that uh, panel of uh, instruments and yeah, dials yeah, yeah. and know where I am and know where I'm going. That's cool. It's kind of wild. Sometimes you're looking at those things, and your body will start giving you signals, right? Like your body will be convinced, wait a second, I feel like we're turning right now, but we're not. you got to trust the instruments. Wow. And, um, and sometimes uh, if you don't trust the instruments, you can get into trouble. And that's I- a story I covered here in Midtown one time. This guy in a very foggy day crashed right on the top of a building. Right, a helicopter, and I guess he wasn't instrument rated or something like that. I remember one guy, I was in a simulator, and I'm doing my thing, and I'm trying to keep it level, but I'm feeling these weird impulses, right? And all of a sudden, the guy, the guy comes in to my I, I think I'm kind of holding it together. He goes, all right, you're upside down now. <laughs> you're inverted now. Uh, anything else? Well, uh, it's not a helicopter, but for the Jets... 
quarterback Aaron Rodgers will not be coming back this year. He's <laughs> activated off the injured list, but he is not going to make a return since the Jets are officially eliminated from playoff contention. I was just thinking about that goofy guy, actually, this morning. Remember when we got into that whole beef with him and his dopey tea, the Ayakasha yes. tea? Yes, yes. That gives you hallucinations and psychedelic dreams, and he was urging everybody to take it. And I was like, this guy's crazy. You can't do that. I I knew a year ago that he was way into that groovy new age stuff and that he lost the eye of the tiger. And I'm like, this is going to end badly. I didn't know it ended badly so soon. He says he's coming back next year or he vows to come back next year. Well, lay off the tea. I wonder if he's still been drinking that crap uh, at his house or on the bench. Has he been on the bench? Does he still suit up with the team? Something tells me. He has been there. He's been along the sidelines. Not consistently. I think in the last few weeks he has been. Last few weeks. Doesn't sound like a much of a team player to me. You I, guys like this guy. I don't understand why. No, he, he's I'm, got $150 million. I his think house, I'm neutral. His house is the size of an airport terminal. And I got guys like Dodino and others like feeling sorry for him and yeah. stuff like that. No, I, I mean, I, I don't know. If, I he's got a 20-year-old girlfriend. He's 40 or something like Does that. Does he really? Right? Yes. Really? He's doing all that. You know, anyway, I think. You should uh, ask the Pope to bless it. The I. <laughs> The Ayakasha tea, <coughs> excuse me, is no good. Get me some normal tea if you don't mind. All right, anything else I need to know? Uh, I don't know. There's some study out of Princeton University that says there's a link between unaffordable rent and dying sooner. Apparently, if you pay 50% or more of your income toward rent, you're nine times as likely to die, according to U.S. Census data. All right, let me, uh, before some university put this together. Princeton. Oh, it was Princeton. Usually yeah. it's some fly-by-night university you've never That's heard true. of. I, I would normally know better than to bring something like that to your – because I can. I saw you warming up your – It's clickbait. It's, <laughs> it's from the strange but true file in the, in the New York Post, and they still do it at the New York Post, and they still update us on stupid things like where Travis and Kel- – uh, what's her name? Taylor Swift Taylor and Travis and, yeah. Kelsey. Yeah, I saw you weren't impressed with that story. They're Christmasing somewhere. They're going to go on a Christmas trip together. They're not even married. I mean, you can go on trips with your girlfriend, whatever, boyfriend. I don't, I mean, but I don't think it should be highlighted. Mm-hmm. You know, I it just do your thing. Let us know when you're getting married. That the media is actually treating this couple like they're the it couple. Who cares? Let them do what they do while they do it. It's not innovative. This is not an interesting relationship. All-star football player hooks up with pop star. Hook, hook, right? That, that's been happening since pop stars and, and football players, right? My, my memory was jogged of two other stories that you may or may not be interested in. Wait, I'm not done with that one. Oh. They're going away, and then that reminded me of, oh, the New York Post is also sillily, sil- crazily, sillily, is that a word? Sillily, sil- the silliness of the New York Post. They also do stories about Amy Rohrbach, and the guy oh, yeah, TJ that they're, that they're dating that their exes are dating or something no, like that that they're dating and like that 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 they're dating and the chemistry is still hot that these two uh people that no one ever heard of actually mm-hmm. they worked over a good morning america but they were on like hour 7 mm-hmm. it was like good afternoon america yeah, right. nobody knew who they were they acted like they were hot shots TJ uh got totally carried away with his clothes Amy Rohrbach is just, uh, I, I can't say what I think about her. And they keep chronicling their, their phony courtship or relationship or whatever the hell's going on. Their podcast stinks and, um, I want nothing to do with them. And I think that they should not be covered in the media. 
I call on the media to drop their coverage, including me, so I'll stop. Uh, or what was the other thing? Oh, just that the, the big 2024 numbers for the Times Square ball drop arrived in the city today. They were on display down in Philadelphia, and now they're here in Manhattan. They're ready for the big ball drop on New Year's Eve. I've never heard of that being a news story before. I remember when they bring the ball and they put the ball up when that when that happens. Right, with all the crystals and stuff. Or Let's face it, it's not as much of a thing. You know, we all know when it clicks over. We don't need, like in the old days, you needed the exact clock. That was mm. part of it. Mm. You know, like when is it actually going to be officially that day? I go to, I, I don't, I don't think it's interesting. Yeah, uh, I never really was that into New Year's, to be honest with you. I did go once. You went to Times Square? You did the whole thing? The, well, not the way, not the way ordinary people would oh, do okay. it. Oh, okay. I went with my father, who was the police commissioner oh, at the right, time. Gotcha. Man, that's the way to do that's it. That's pretty cool. In and out and, um, and, uh, yeah, that yeah, was great. Bad. But I'm VIP. never going back. Never mm-hmm. going back. All right. Um, with that in mind, I do have to tell you that I'm sorry if I offended you with my thoughts on the gay marriage situation. Well, you don't have to apologize, and you didn't offend me. I kind of offended you a little bit. You said that the other day, but I, I, I may have given you that impression, but I think I'm more just interested in pushing back on others' understanding and thoughts on the issue. Uh, I know, but when you came like it was off air and you said, hey, i got to talk no, to you. It was not, that's not a correct characterization. Of well, it, w- it was off air, right? Yeah, but I come in here all the time off air to talk about not stuff. Not like that. That was different. You thought it was aggressive? Uh, you look stricken. You looked a little. Do you stricken. think I was like a member of the L, truly a member of the no, LGBTQ no. community then? It looked like you were possibly taking your advantage of the fact that. Um, oh, my protected status? No, no, no. <laughs> well, maybe a little bit. No, 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 no. All right. The other thing is uh, nothing else. I'll be right. We'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You know, whenever Joe Biden tries to get down about matters, race, race, racial matters, he always screws it up in some fundamental way. Sometimes he's overtly racist. Sometimes he's kind of racist. Sometimes he's just uh, stupid. And this might be a combination of all three. I'm not sure. I actually, this is a few moments ago in Delaware. Is he in Delaware? No, 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 no. He's, he's boasting about Delaware. All right, let's listen to this. I come from a state that has the eighth largest black population in the country. And uh, as they say, the saying goes, where I come, you bring me to the dance early on. You're, I come from- uh, You brung me to the dance early on. Hmm. All right. I think what he's trying to get at, uh, a dance with the one who brought you, right? Something like that. Dance with the one that brought you, also sometimes known as dance with the one who brung you, right? That's what you got to do. Right. And now I think some people are speculating. Can I hear it one more time? I come from a state that has the eighth largest black population in the country. And uh, as they say, the saying goes where I come, you bring me to the dance early on. I guess he's in front of a bunch of black people. You brung me to the dance early on. Now, some are saying, is he trying to get down with the brung? You know what I mean? Is that an idiom or something like that? I also wonder, is uh, Delaware uh, the top 10 in terms of black people i was thinking that must be like per capita right there's, I mean, he's playing a game there as well anyway uh who knows what the hell he's talking about what's the other thing you had to say oh just that you know in connection to the rex Hewerman case nbc Peacock, the, wait wait the gilgo beach guy correct sorry uh the murders that occurred over 10 years ago out at gilgo beach his wife asa ellerup 
and his two kids, adult kids, mm. Rex Uerman's kids, are going to potentially be paid around $1 million by NBC Peacock because they're putting together a series. I guess it's like a documentary or something like that covering the arrest and the trial. But some of the victims' families and some lawmakers out on Long Island aren't happy. One of the attorneys in the case on the victim side saying that Ellerup is profiting off dead bodies, called her a ghoul. So what do you think about that? Uh, leave her alone. Uh, leave her alone. I mean, my goodness gracious, she's living in that crazy, dilapidated house. The worst thing in the world. One, I mean, other than losing a loved one to a butcher like Hoyerman, we think. But, I mean, you saw her, right? She's in absolute total distress and whatever. I don't know. I I, my, my, I have compassion for her. I do. Does this seem a little exploitive? Yes, it does. But will you be watching that series on Peacock? I don't even know what Peacock is. That's NBC's streaming. Uh, it sounds like I gotta like register and probably wa- wants my email and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And I no, I, it's only seven dollars a month. I'm not doing it. All right, news. I'm not doing that. I can't. So no, no, I'm not gonna watch. You'll stick that. with Jeffrey Dahmer. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, number one, why is that more interesting? Um. Hmm, that's interesting. Why is Jeffrey Dahmer more interesting? Well, I mean, let's face it, he was eating the people. (laughs) That is inherently cannibalistic serial murderer is more interesting than run-of-the-mill serial murderer. I think that's fair. I mean, not uh, whatever. I should. Oh, one other thing in this thing. Jeffrey Dahmer asked the priests, he said to him, why do you think there are so many more people like me out there? Serial murderers. And I wasn't expecting this, but the priest rattles off like five reasons why it could be. And he said, number one, we have an interstate uh, 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 highway system, relatively new, and it's easy to get in and go away pretty quick. All right. That's new. Then he talked about the millions and millions of people traumatized by uh, war. Right. That we didn't have uh, for a long time. He talked about that. I think he talked about uh, the availability of pornography, right, which we did not have, and now we have it even more. Could that have a th- He's just shooting off ideas, but I was surprised. He's really interesting. Like he had, like, and the interstate thing was, was wild. What lawyer is giving uh, Asa Eller up? A problem with the documentary is that that guy who always wears the hat. Oh, that's a good question. It probably is because I know he's represented a lot of the victims. He's a sharp guy. I like him. I just can't think of his name right yeah. now. All right. Well, anyway, all good. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Hoyerman. Yeah, you don't hear about him much anymore. Uh, and the other thing we should talk about very, very quickly is people are still upset, although it's being totally misreported. The Pope is not blessing same-sex couples. It's not. This has been this has been exaggerated and hyped by the fake news. Outraged Republicans float booting Biden off state ballots after Colorado disqualified Trump. Ooh, <laughs> tit for tat, but maybe some Republican officials outraged by the Colorado Supreme Court's decision to boot Donald Trump off the state's primary ballot have suggested doing the same to President Biden. Trump was disqualified four to three. Uh, many Republicans peddling the tit-for-tat idea suggested it as a thought experiment. Quite frankly, 
It gave me a rise for a moment, but I don't like it. I don't like it. This is illegal, and I don't want to engage in illegal uh, stuff. I don't. I don't. I don't like it when they do it. I'm so naive. You know how I want to win this election? By uh, promoting ideas that are good for the country and making sure people understand those ideas and getting out and turning out to vote. And where it's legal, uh, the mail-in voting, and where it's legal, even the harvesting of ballots, where it's legal. Jason, hello. Yes. Greg, thank you. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year for you and family and this whole country. We need God. But what I found to be is God gave us a choice, all of us, to do what choice to do right or wrong, good or evil. We allowed Biden administration and Biden to get away with all this from the beginning. I called the attorney general's office in 2020 to leave him a nice message, and I did, respectfully. I said, Merrick Garland, God hates liars. You better stop. Two days later, my phone didn't work. I'm just making a statement. I'm just saying something that is true. And I am telling you, if we don't start getting closer to God, all of us, the whole world, It doesn't matter who's going to be the next president. We're destroying this country and the world. And God's allowing it because we've gone away from God. All right. I can't. Look, let's all get closer to God. Absolutely. I think God is the answer. Uh, Look, in 2020, um, Merrick Garland wasn't the attorney general. It was uh, it was uh, who the hell was it? It was Bill Barr. So uh, I don't know who you called in 2020. And you left that message? Is that what you said? You just called him up and you said that? Yes. But all right, not- all right, all right. Well, listen, maybe write it. Write, I don't know if that's helpful or anything, you know. I mean, it's true. But look, hey, crazy things are going on, totally crazy. And um, I get my head in that Bible now more than ever, actually, now more than ever. All right, Jason, I can't address everything you just said, but I appreciate the call. Uh, 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 Nate. Yes, very briefly. Uh, no, we're up against the clock. Uh, I don't have time to go into uh, I wanted to talk about immigration, but just a brief synopsis. Uh, there's a work that actually covers immigration, uh, the way the media is actually uh, distorting the image under, uh, excuse me, downplaying the magnitude of the crisis going on at the southern border. Uh, it's called The Culture of Critique by Dr. Kevin McDonald. The Culture of uh, what? And it's culture of Critique by Dr. Kevin McDonald. All right, how old he is the book? The, uh, it came out in, uh, in, originally came out in 98. It was revised in 2002. All right, it's not wacky uh, or anything like that? It's from a regular publisher? No. Uh, yeah, Prager, I believe it's uh, All right, the good. published Prager uh, publisher. Uh, the, the Culture of Critique, right? By Dr. Kevin McDonald. I'm going to check and it out, go- Fred. I mean, uh, Nate, thank you very, very much. And uh, Joe in Queens? Hey, Greg, I know we all know how much a joke this mayor is. He was down today at City Field doing the little groundbreaking for all that stuff going on there, the casino and the housing and stuff like that. But I don't know if you knew this. There's a non-union company there that's driving all the piles, and he's there ranting and raving how this is putting so many union jobs to work and everything. I mean, this guy, this guy's a complete, a complete fraud. Now, where they have ECD, who's a non-union company. All right, that gets very technical, but you're right about that. He is a fraud. Joe, sorry to be continued. See you guys later. 
Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.